from WXOJLP Northampton, 103.3 FM, your Valley Free Radio Station. Welcome. I'm Warren Odeschalette, and this is A Baha'i Perspective. Welcome to A Baha'i Perspective. I recorded an interview with Emily Sadagi on January 10, 2020. Emily is a singer-songwriter and speech pathologist that uses music to help kids with speech difficulties. We share a number of her compositions in the interview in which she puts the Baha'i writings to song. She also describes in the interview how she incorporates music into her work as a speech pathologist and we share one example in the interview. I started the interview by asking Emily where she grew up and what was spiritual life like growing up. I grew up in Riverside, California. I grew up going to Baha'i Sunday School every Sunday. I started finding my own connection to God and my own spirituality in high school. Um, I had some friends and my sister who were into poetry, and I got into that in uh, meditation. So I started using the arts um, and music as well to help me on my spiritual journey. I started doing walking meditations and watching sunsets. And so you grew up as a Baha'i then? My mom... Is a Baha'i, yeah. Mm-hmm. And how did your mom become a Baha'i? She was raised Christian, and she found out about the Baha'i faith as a teenager in the Midwest. Actually, I think her brother was the one who brought her to her first fireside. And I think within a few months, she declared mm-hmm. she, it just made so much sense to her. Uh, the the main teachings of the Baha'i faith. So I had asked you to select six songs that you would like to share with us on the interview. So why don't we get right into it? Your first song that you selected is entitled Refresh and Gladden, and I, I suppose that's from the Baha'i prayer that's attributed to Abdu'l-Baha, who is the son of the prophet founder of the Baha'i faith, Baha'u'llah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, f- quite a few people have come up with renditions of this song. So what moved you to compose a song using these words from this prayer? Well, I was sad about something one day. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. So obviously it probably wasn't that big of a problem but um I just started singing that prayer and I decided to start what I had finished and and I started sharing it and got some good feedback yeah I and actually back then I hadn't I don't think I had really heard of any musical version of this prayer so it's been a few years ago since you wrote this song. Yeah, it's yeah. probably been like 10 years, mm-hmm. seven years. Yeah. Would you mind reciting the prayer for us before we play the piece? 
Usually before I perform this prayer, I say that it was written around the turn of the century, uh, like you said, by um, Abdu'l-Bahá, who's the son of Baha'u'lláh, who founded the Baha'i Faith. In it, he has a lot of affirmations, which now research has shown can be really beneficial psychologically for our emotional well-being. So I want to make sure I get all the words right. Here it is. Okay. Oh God, refresh and gladden my spirit. Purify my heart. Illumine my powers. I lay all my affairs in thy hand. Thou art my guide and my refuge. I will no longer be sorrowful and grieved. I will be a happy and joyful being. Oh God, I will no longer be full of anxiety, nor will I let trouble harass me. I will not dwell on the unpleasant things of life. Oh God, thou art more friend to me than I am to myself. I dedicate myself to thee, O Lord. Joyful being, I 
So I'm speaking with Emily Zadegi, singer-songwriter and speech pathologist, and we had just listened to her musical composition using the words from the Baha'i Prayer. Now, the second song, Emily, that you selected, you entitled it Baha'i Mashup, and for us old fogies, mashup has a particular meaning. Would you, for my sake, tell me what mashup implies? <laughs> so a mashup is a combination of at least two songs. Sometimes it's one song after another, and sometimes it's two or more songs kind of sung on top of each other. So I had seen this done on YouTube by a lot of different YouTubers, and it's really interesting to hear two songs, sometimes very different songs, together. So I decided to try to make a Baha'i mashup. I was just hoping maybe 100 or 200 people would would listen to it. But now I think it has over like 30,000 views. Oh, my gosh. That's wonderful. So we'll play Baha'i Mashup number one, and then I'll ask you a few questions about it afterwards. Ye are the fruits of one tree, and the leaves of one branch. Ye are the fruits of one tree, and the leaves of one branch. Oh, God, teach us thy oneness, and give us a realization of thy unity, that we may see no one save thee. Thou art the merciful and the giver of bounty. Look at me, follow me, be as I am. Oh, yeah. 
branch. Thou art the merciful the and the giver of bounty. Thou art the merciful and the giver of bounty. Ye are the fruits of one tree, and the leaves of one branch. Ye are the fruits of one tree, and the leaves of one branch. So I'm speaking with Emily Sadagi, singer-songwriter and speech pathologist, and we just listened to a piece that she put together, composed called Baha'i Mashup Number 1. In this particular piece, I hear Abdu'l-Baha being referred to in this piece. Can you tell us in what light is Abdu'l-Baha's name mentioned in this piece? Yeah, so Abdu'l-Baha, again, is the son of Baha'u'llah, who founded the Baha'i Faith. And there's a song years ago that included a quote that he had said, and the quote was, look at me, follow me, be as I am. Abdu'l-Baha, he dedicated his entire life to the service of humanity. So he would care for the poor and sick. He would... um, help others problem solve people throughout whatever community he was in. And because he led such a sacrificial life of service, that's what he meant when he said, be as I am. He meant as much as we can to give of ourselves as much as we can to serve our fellow humans as much as we can. Now, the third song that you had selected is entitled Deception. Now, what is that song about? So, Deception is about deception. (laughs) (laughs) It's about deception in our society and various things that we might not think of as deceptive, but they actually are. Like the food industry, for example, and marketing within the food industry, how things are labeled, things that are claiming to be healthy or quote unquote naturally flavored actually don't need to be that natural (laughs) to be called naturally flavored. Drinks that seem to be juice drinks, like they'll have a picture of fruit on them but it's actually like 10 percent juice you know (laughs) let's see another part of that song talks about the deception in like the modeling industry and um dolls and how beauty is perceived there's i mean everyone knows how much photos are photoshopped we don't think of magazines as deceptive we just think of them as entertainment and same thing with movies so there's like this deceptive message that's being sent about beauty that's another thing mentioned and then if, if i talk about problems i do also like to talk about solutions so the end of the song is about some solutions or some signs that we're progressing in society So this is called Deception. People are 
people thinking that they're powerless Without financial carelessness TV's got you thinking you aren't blessed Deception, it's all deception Plastic faces make you insecure But you were meant made to endure Designer labels, oh for sure Deception, it's all deception We're waiting passively Seemingly patiently Sitting quite hopefully We're inactive tactfully Oh, we know we can arise Fix our broken bonds and ties Break the truth out from the lies Find the power in our lives Oh, find your power, oh, oh, oh Arise, find your power, oh, oh, oh Arise, find your power, oh, oh, oh Not jolly flavor chemicals Not sure how they're edible But there are ads to make them credible Deception, it's all deception Wars of self-interest justified Debts and missiles flying high We must kill and kill to stay alive Deception, it's all deception We're waiting passively Seemingly patiently Sitting quite hopefully We're inact tactfully Oh, we know we can arise Fix our broken bonds and ties Break the truth out from the lies Find the power in our lives Oh, find your power Collective consciousness Acts and acts of selflessness People seeing with less prejudice Progression, it's all progression Charities and volunteers Souls come now with ears to hear They start with the person in the mirror Progression, it's all progression We were waiting passively Seemingly patiently Sitting quite hopefully We were in act tactfully Oh, now we know we can arise Fix our broken bonds and ties Break the truth out from the lies Find the power in our lives Oh, find your power Oh, 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 arise Find your power Oh, 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 arise Find your power Oh, 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 arise Arise, 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 arise People arise Ooh, oh, oh, So I'm speaking with Emily Sadagi, singer-songwriter and speech pathologist, and we had just heard her song called Deception. The next piece is a second mashup that you did, and I noticed on this one that you had some vocal accompaniment along with it. So maybe you could mention those folks that, that helped you with this one? 
Yeah, so I wanted to do a collaboration for this song. And just as a disclaimer, these songs I got straight from the YouTube videos. And you can kind of hear the progression of audio quality as I... <laughs> as I, you know, became better and got better equipment. So with the second mashup, I contacted Walter Heath, who has been a musician for many, many years, who and who also has many musicians in his family, including Jamie Heath, uh, who's his son. He had liked my previous mashup, and I met him and uh, was talking to him at uh, Baha'i Conference, I just contacted him to see if he'd be open to it. And, and he was like, sure. So I, I sent him the video. I had recorded myself doing all the voices and he added in his own harmonies and he really made it sound really good. Yeah. Walter Heath and Ramses Rashidi is in there also who has done music for many years as well here and in China. He's done a lot of children's music and some mu and Baha'i music for adults as well. Tashai Evans is in that video as well. And she's done music. She's collaborated with different people to record music. Kimia Sohrab, who's one of my best friends, I had in there as well. I'm actually going to be speaking with her at a couple conferences this year for conferences for educators and speech pathologists, teaching them how to use music in education. Did I forget anyone? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I hope I didn't. All right. And I noticed there's a couple of Arabic words in there. I hear Ya Baha'u'llapa and Ya Ali U'Allah. Yeah, so in Arabic, you can derive words from other words in a way that is a little different than in English. So, Yabahalapa means, um, oh, glory of the most glorious. And Yaliola is a derivation from that, in my understanding. They're also related to the word Baha'u'llah, which again is the founder of the Baha'i faith. So this is called Baha'i Mashup Number Two.
So I'm speaking with Emily Saragi, singer-songwriter and speech pathologist, and we've been playing compositions that she has created, mostly using the writings from the Baha'i Faith. And the next selection is called Sorrow Not. So tell us about that one. Sorrow Not, I created with some people in mind that had been going through a very difficult time. A couple family members of mine um, that had lost their son and a couple other friends I had that were going through a rough time. So with Sorrow Not, kind of like the mashup idea that started becoming kind of trendy, I guess, on YouTube, was this, were these acapella videos where the person would make sounds of different instruments with their voice. And the first video I saw like that, I was like, I want to do that someday. <laughs> so I decided to do it with, with this quote, which is my favorite quote from the Baha'i writings, because I think it's just so encouraging and it, and it has really encouraged me uh, difficult times in my life. So I decided to create the melody first and then use my voice for different instruments. I worked on it for at least half a year. Well, I had also, I also had a little one at that point. <laughs> my little one was, I think, like one, one or two. So um, I didn't have as much time to work on music. It was a really good experience putting that video together. Can you recite the quote before we play the piece? 
Sure. Oh, my servants, sorrow not if in these days and on this earthly plane, things contrary to your wishes have been ordained and manifested by God. For days of blissful joy, of heavenly delight, are assuredly in store for you. Worlds holy and spiritually glorious will be unveiled to your eyes. You are destined by him in this world and hereafter to partake of their benefits, to share in their joys, to obtain a portion of their sustaining grace. To each and every one of them you will no doubt attain. Oh, my servants, oh, my servants, sorrow not if in these days and on this earthly plane, things contrary to your wishes have been ordained, sorrow not if in I'm speaking with Emily Sadagi, 
singer-songwriter and speech pathologist, and we just listened to a piece that she composed called Sorrow Not, uh, with the words coming from the writings of Baha'u'llah. Now, am I mistaken, or do I hear other vocal accompaniment in addition to your voice? In that one, no, that's just my voice. Your voice is very versatile because it, it sounds like a, a number of different people when I listen to the song. <laughs> and the last piece that you selected, Emily, is called People of the Pupil. So tell us about that one. So this song is one I had been wanting to write for about a year now. In the past year or two, I've been learning a lot more about the history of the oppression of African-Americans in this country. Most of us really don't know how much we don't know about this topic. So one really striking thing that I learned more recently in life and decided to write this song about it was that after the Civil War and after the 13th Amendment was written, Slave owners in the South did not want to give up that free labor because they had um, built so much of the economy on free labor. And they obviously didn't understand the oneness of humanity. <laughs> right. Mm. So there was a loophole in the law, basically, that you could have people working against their will for free if they were prisoners. So what many communities did in the South is that they did whatever they could to imprison African-American people so they could get that free labor back. So they would, you know, make false accusations or they would, you know, say, oh, well, what are you doing on this side of town? Like, I'm going to write you up. You know, they harassed so many people um, and then created Jim Crow laws and things like that. And I've said before, Baha'is, especially Iranian Baha'is, know how easy it is to get thrown in jail or to get thrown in prison when you live in a barbaric culture and people are prejudiced against you. Something definitely not the same, but a little bit similar happened with Baha'is in Iran where they were criminalized and they were thrown in jail and prisons. Even the very beginning of the start of the Babi and Baha'i faiths, even now, Anyway, I, I started educating myself more about this topic because the National Spiritual Assembly of the Baha'is of America, which is an administrative body that helps with administrative affairs of the Baha'i community, they said in a letter that racism is still our most pressing issue in America. And I think before the the last few years, it seems, or at least, I don't know, maybe in my world, it didn't really seem like racism was actually that large of an issue, especially when Obama was elected and 
we had an African-American president. So it seemed like, like, you know, we knew that there were racist people here and there throughout the country, but it seemed like it was a very small majority. And what I've realized, the more and more I educate myself about this topic is that everyone is affected by racism. Not that everyone wants to be racist, but everyone is affected by racism. So in this case, going back to right after the Civil War and how many African-Americans were put in jail, put in prison, I mean, so that whites in the South could get free labor again. In order to do that, to, to put so many people in prison, you have to criminalize them. And this criminalization spread throughout the U.S. And it still impacts us today, all of us, actually, no matter what our race is. And Baha'is are asked, are challenged to create unity in the world. That's one of our biggest jobs as Baha'is, we believe, is that we're here to create more unity in the world. And there are writings that say that until we solve race issues between whites and blacks in America, world unity and world peace cannot be established. It's a really pressing issue and it's something that I believe everyone needs to educate themselves about and so to raise awareness about the history of criminalization and also oppression, I decided to write this song. I'll probably be uploading it to my channel pretty soon. I haven't uploaded a video in a long time. Now, what's the significance of pupil in the context of African-Americans? I'm glad you brought that up. I forgot to, to mention that. So um, in the Baha'i writings, Africans and people of African descent are called the people of the pupil of the eye. Basically means that humanity is blind without this group of people. If we don't pay attention and if we don't go to them for guidance, it gives Africans and people of African descent a very powerful and prominent role in the world and in humanity, which is really juxtaposed with how they've been treated and the role that other cultures have tried to give them or impose upon them. Abdu'l-Baha talks about Baha'u'llah talking about it. It says... O thou who hast an illumined heart, thou art even as the pupil of the eye, the very wellspring of the light, for God's love hath cast its rays upon thine inmost being, and thou hast turned thy face toward the kingdom of thy Lord. Intense is the hatred in America between black and white, but my hope is that the power of the kingdom will bind these two in friendship serve them as a healing balm. Let them not look upon a man's color, but upon his heart. 
If the heart be filled with light, that man is nigh unto the threshold of his Lord. But if not, that man is careless of his Lord, be he white or be he black. And Abdu'l-Baha said that. So, Emily, I also found a quote by Baha'u'llah, the prophet founder of the Baha'i faith, in which he says, in reference to the people of African descent, Thou art like unto the pupil of the eye that is dark in color, but is a fount of light and the revealer of the contingent world. So it's significant that the fundamental writings of the Baha'i faith speak about people of African descent in such a significant way with this significant uh, metaphor of the pupil of the eye. Mm-hmm. So here is Emily's song, People of the Pupil. The slaves were set free, or so it seemed, but some whites had other plans. If they got them in prison, for any reason they'd have free work back on their land imprisoned on the basis of a lie so many people of the pupil of the eye worked without pay so whites could stay rich in their False accusations and criminalization filled prisons to the brim. Families broken, injustice unspoken, generations scarred within. Imprisoned on the basis of a lie, so many people of the pupil of the eye worked without pay so whites could stay rich in their own eyes but in the eyes of god their wealth is worthless worthless and justice Justice will be done. Justice will be carried out in this world or the world to come. Criminalization passed through generations, poisons all of our souls as companies profit and no this lie so many people of the pupil of the eye still work without pay and others have stayed rich in their own eyes they still work without pay and others have stayed 
I don't know if you've seen the episode of the show, What Would You Do? And it was featured on CBS and they have two actors, two teenage actors. One is white, one is black, and they're wearing similar clothing and they have the white teenager pretend to steal a bike in a park. And he's, you know, he's stopped, you know, people look at him suspiciously, but it takes 45 minutes for someone to call the police. Same park, same spot. They have the African-American kid pretend to steal a bike. And within five minutes, the police are called. There's been other studies done with an employment agency where a white guy comes in wearing exactly the same clothes as an African-American, has the same resume, and when he goes in, he gets a job, typically, and when the African-American comes in, same dress, same resume, there's not a job for him. Mm, yeah, so yeah. There's a number of these kinds of stories, whether it's lending or employment. Yeah, so I've not heard that one in particular, but it's it's really unfortunately not surprising. It's, it's sad that it all stemmed from money, oh, if you think about it. Right. I mean, there's the idea of inferiority, but that's separate from the idea of them being associated with being a criminal. Right. Right. So like when they white slave owners had them come to basically live with them, I doubt that they would want people to live with them if they thought they were criminals. Right. Right. So but after the 13th Amendment, the media jumped on and there's all this propaganda about trying to link African-Americans to criminalization so they could just be thrown in jail really quick and just so they could save money so they didn't have right. to pay them. All right. So I'm speaking with Emily Sadagi, a singer-songwriter and speech pathologist, and we've been listening to her musical compositions based on the writings of the Baha'i Faith. Emily, where can people find your music? I have a YouTube channel called Nine-Pointed Star Music. And it's all one word, so it's kind of hard to, to find. I'll put a link in the uh, interview post on the website, abahaiperspective.com. And now, Emily, you, uh, as I've been introducing you as also being a speech pathologist, you told me earlier that you use music in your work. Uh, can you explain to us how you use music in your, in your work as a speech pathologist? Sure. So as a speech pathologist, I work with, I've decided to work with children. I work in a school and I work with children that have autism. So they have language and sometimes speech delays due to their autism. I also work with kids that stutter, kids that can't say certain speech sounds or have speech sound disorders. And I also work with children that have what's called a language disorder, where the language center in the left side of their brain isn't developing like a typically developing brain would. And language is very difficult for them to understand and use. 
So, for example, I work with children even as old as six and seven on words like under and over. It's difficult for them to understand those words and to use them correctly. When I first heard about this, I didn't believe it um, until I started seeing it myself. That uh, I didn't believe it would it was possible to have that that much of a deficit as far as language goes with kids that otherwise seemed functioning all right. Anyway, so I started using music in therapy when I was trying to teach kids irregular past tense words. So um, part of a language disorder is that it's hard for you to conjugate verbs. So we just naturally growing up by age five, we're almost all saying ate instead of eated and rode instead of righted. But with these kids, I was trying to figure out some kind of pattern and, you know, to teach, to help them remember some of these words. And a colleague of mine was just saying, you know, they just need to memorize it. So then I thought, okay, well, why don't I just make a song out of it? That's the easiest way for me to memorize something. So I created a song for that. And then I started creating songs for other language structures. And the kids started to get it. Um, I had one girl that had autism and she was mentally retarded. Now we call it intellectually disabled. She And she was just the cutest kid, always smiling. Um, but she had trouble with with putting a sentence together and making herself understood. So with we were talking uh, about her, a colleague and I, and uh, we were talking about how much she loved One Direction. This was a few years ago. This was maybe like five, six years ago. And my colleague was like, oh, yeah, she can sing any song, any One Direction song. She knows all of them. And I was thinking, you know, if she could learn a One Direction song, she can learn a song about irregular past tense verbs <laughs> and memorize them that way. And I told her that if she memorizes the song, I would record a One Direction song with her. Like we could, I would play it and we could sing it and record it together. By the next session or session after, she actually knew the past tense song better than I did. And this is a girl that had autism and mental retardations. Yeah, there's just something so special about music when it comes to learning. I want to keep making songs. I actually started a new YouTube channel, which has been my focus for the past year. And it's been well received by speech pathologists and other educators using music to teach language concepts. And what's the name of your YouTube channel for this work? It's called Songs for Speech. Yeah, the songs are also for kids that are learning English, that are learning English as a second or third language. Well, Emily, I want to thank you so much for sharing your music with us and your work as a speech pathologist. Thank you so much. 
Yeah, no problem. Thank you for the opportunity to come on your podcast. Sure, my pleasure. Before closing, I want to share one of Emily's songs that she's composed to facilitate kids learning English. This song is about irregular past tense verbs. Songs for speech therapy and TLD. Hi, and welcome back to Songs for Speech Therapy and ELD with me, Miss Emily. Usually, when we talk about things that happened before right now, we add a t or d to the end of the action words. But with some words, we do something different. These are called irregular past tense verbs. Irregular means weird because they don't follow the pattern. Now we're going to sing a song to help us remember some of these words. Come sing along. These are the irregular, the weird past tense verbs. Yeah, these are the irregular, the weird past tense verbs. If I talk about right now, I say I read. If I talk about before, I say I read. Here becomes heard and sleep becomes slept. Fall becomes fell and keep becomes kept. Oh, these are the irregular, the weird past tense verbs. Yeah, these are the irregular, the weird past tense verbs. Leave becomes left, catch becomes caught, feel becomes felt. Buy becomes bought, eat becomes ate, and break becomes broke. Go becomes went, and speak becomes spoke. Oh, these are the irregular, the weird past tense verbs. Yeah, these are the irregular, the weird past tense verbs. All right, now you guys. If you found this video helpful, subscribe and click the notification bell so I can let you know about new videos. Also, in the comments below, let me know what speech or language concepts you would like to see covered in future videos. Thanks for supporting Songs for Speech! I hope you enjoyed that interview with Emily Sadagi, singer-songwriter and speech pathologist. 
You can hear this interview and find links to her work on the website abahaiperspective.com and on the YouTube channel A Baha'i Perspective. For information specifically on the Baha'i faith, you can go to the website baha'i.org or you can call the number 1-800-22-UNITE. I hope you'll join me next time on A Baha'i Perspective. This is WXOJLP Northampton, 103.3 FM, your Valley Free Radio Station, streaming at www.valleyfreeradio.org.